Welcome to Synth Stories. I'm Ronick Sethi. Every episode, we feature an artist or producer who shares their personal story with a specific hardware synthesizer and then demonstrates how they created a sound from one of their tracks using that synth. Synth Stories is brought to you by Ask.audio, the largest educational resource on the internet for audio and music production. Visit us daily to read new articles and watch our video courses in the Ask Audio Academy, covering topics from synthesis to songwriting, mixing, mastering in software like Logic, Ableton, Cubase, Pro Tools, and featuring hardware synths too. Hey everyone, I'm Justin Melland, a film composer, and I score Showtime's Darknet, and you're listening to Synth Stories on Ask Audio. In this episode, we talk to Justin Melland, multi-award winning composer, producer, songwriter, who recently finished scoring Darknet on Showtime. Here he shows us how he used his Buchler 259 complex oscillator in conjunction with his Roland Juno 6 on one of the tracks from the TV series called On The Run. I am a film composer um, living in uh, northeast Los Angeles in a neighborhood called Eagle Rock. And um, where I work is uh, in my um, backyard. I have a studio and it's, it's full of synthesizers and instruments. And so I come back here and, and uh, basically do um, a whole lot of films composing. I had scored in 2011 a film called The Redemption of General Butt Naked. And this was by a a brilliant team in New York um, called Part Two Pictures. And we took that film to Sundance um, that year, and it won a cinematography award. And we all met in Park City and stayed in the same house and became friends. And over sushi one night, they... I started talking about the way that I'd like to design my own sounds and use synthesizers and strange instruments. And I think they just were like, oh my God, we've hit the jackpot with this guy. We, got, we have to have him do everything. So we, we've been working together ever since then. And we got to a place where I was talking to one of my friends from there. And he said, we've got this really cool new show coming up. It's going to be perfect for for you. You're going to need a lot of cool electronic instruments. We're going to need your sound, like the way that you play uh, acoustic instruments in strange ways and all of that stuff. And basically, like hunkered down and did everything I needed to do. And I nailed all the phone in, in interviews and I put together a great demo package of all my, my music and everything went really well. And then when you're in this game, you get to what is the most painful part of this whole process where you're done, you've done everything you can do, and the only thing you can do is wait. You know, and finally, it was actually time to go on vacation. So I went with a big group of friends and my family to south of France, and, and I got a call from my agent who said, we got it. And it was uh, like one of the happiest days of my career. So I just spent like a month working on uh, putting together synths that I wanted to use and timbres and listening to a lot of good stuff. And the way they feed you um, the styles they want is in the temp tracks of the of the show. And it was all temped with my favorite artists, you know, like like Cliff Martinez and Trent Reznor. And you know, dark, awesome, high quality synth music is super fun to write. So that's one thing about this show that's um, kind of 
important um, is that it's not just like a, a technology-driven show. It's, it's a show about people and stories. And um, often it's about how technology has destroyed their lives. Um, sometimes it's about how it's uh, made it better. But, um, and then it often shows how if we keep developing at this rate, we're likely to end up in certain situations that aren't so great. Uh, so the track that we're going to discuss is called The New Race. It is from the finale. Well, the two synths that I would like to focus on are um, the Buchla 259 Complex Oscillator and the way I combine it with the Roland Juno 6. The first part of the track is basically um, just two elements. It's a, um, a bass line and a melody. And the bass line is played on the Prophet 6 by Dave Smith Instruments. And then actually the melody is played on the OB6 by Dave Smith. The, these two beings sound, or creatures, found, sound fantastic together. And uh, so I'm going to first play through the Prophet sound so that you have an idea of it. It's, um, I'm, I'm basically just letting the Prophet be what it is. You know, I, I don't use presets. I mean, once you get synth structure, you don't need them anymore. And uh, you start seeing, well, there's only, you know, like five different control modules in this thing. So why don't I just learn to use them? And so essentially what I've, I've got here is um, just a nice little bass patch. And so it's about to come in. Okay, and so this uses this, a similar principle that I was talking about before, where I like to open the filter with the envelope. I mean, it's, it's kind of that like um, low-pass gate philosophy, where if you don't open the filter with an envelope, you're not going to hear anything. And so that's why we have this snappy bass. But an, an important thing to notice is that the thing that's giving this sound a lot of character is the pulse width modulation, which I'm going to take off right now. Okay, so it calms it down a little bit. And when you bring it back in, it makes it, it gives it just a little bit more vibration, which helps it cut ultimately through the mix. And if I were to open up the filter and take away the envelope, you could hear the raw sound. Okay, so, I mean, it's obviously gorgeous whatever you do to it. But now, for our purposes, we need something tight. So we're going to bring the filter down, and then we're going to bring in the envelope. Okay. I want to save some of the high end for the melody, which is going to come in next. Okay. Now, bear with me while I go bring in the melody. I'll be right back. So you can hear I'm allowing much more of the the oscillator itself to shine. I'll open up the filter a little bit more so you can hear who's who's in there. But for this one, I also need a little bit more of a percussive thing. So I'm going to lower the frequency so that we can get a little more of the reverb that's in there. 
Okay. Now, after it finishes through, we're going to hear the prophet melody come back in and drive this thing. So here we go. Now I'm going to bring down the envelope on the bass so it's tighter. This makes more room for the melody. Turn up the resonance on the bass a little bit. Okay. So, I mean, that's essentially um, what I would call, you know, economy of composing, where if you've got two really well-conceived parts and you have two really well-designed sounds, you don't need anything else to run it. And when the, the beautiful thing that happens when you compose with that much economy is that it's going to allow all of the film and the sound of the film to come in around it. And you're going to be able to have the music louder and the sound effects louder and, and everything's going to get along really well. So these moments should be um, really relished when you have them. All right, so the first thing that I want to show everyone is the, the Juno 6 and um, the sound that I went for in there. It's an arpeggio uh, that's uh, about to get played for you. So here we go. Okay, so right now this is, this is the way that I like it. Um, the the frequency of the cutoff filter is very low. There, the resonance is up about a third of the way, and the envelope is quite near the top, around eight, the envelope amount that's opening the filter. And the envelope is set pretty snappy. So if you want to hear what that would be like, say, without the envelope snapping it, I'll take the envelope down and just open up. So now you're hearing pretty much just the the wide open filter. So I like for something that needs to be tight, I like to bring down the filter and then push up the envelope amount until it lets just enough pitch through and keeps it percussive. So we're almost there. There we go. And so that pretty much gets the sound there. So, okay, so now after you hear that sound, um, then now we go into a dramatic reason of, of what I'm trying to do. So that, that sound becomes a kind of bed for us. And, um, but what's happening in the scene is um, there's a lot of turmoil, so things are kind of coming apart. And so I will now mirror that uh, with the Buchla 259 and it will start off sounding very normal and then what I'm going to do is is really crank up the amplitude modulation so it sounds almost like the the pitch is coming apart and so and I'm gonna take it so that it's getting to the point where you it would have a hard harder time singing it back to me but the Juno is gonna be there reminding our ear of what it actually is so this is the sound of the 259 um, 
and it's basically just the sound of the single oscillator unmodulated. Now what I'm going to do is start bringing in the modulation oscillator. And I'm going to bring in the timbre. I'm going to start cranking it all the way to the top. And then I'm going to take the harmonics and I'm going to turn them to high. And now I'm going to continue increasing the modulation. Okay, and now I'm going to start raising the frequency of the modulating oscillator. And so that's the path that we're going to take this on. But what we don't have in there now is the way the Juno holds us to the, to the ground. So watch this. Okay, so in a moment, I'm going to take the Buchla back to its more mellow state, and we're going to hear it mixed with the Juno. Okay, here comes the modulation. was first introduced to Buchla when I was studying in music school um, at the University of Washington. I was in a, a very rigorous electronic music program led by um, this composer named Richard Carpin, who's done a, quite a bit of pioneering in the in the world of like very high-level composed electronic music, and they taught us about the origins of everything. And so um, you can't help but learn about Buchla there. But it was always something that I could never really afford, especially when I'm a student, you know, barely having enough money to rent a video once a week. Fast forward to, um, you know, I'm a composer now and I need to get some synths for uh, my projects. I had already put together a very pretty large Eurorack um, system. It's basically two Goika cabinets that are um, five rows of 104 HP each, and they're all full. And so I was thinking, all right, I've got that covered right now. And um, I had this Voyager, the Moog Voyager, that I just could never get to really mix well because I just feel like they're so sterile. Even though you can you can make some sounds with it that sound pretty cool, but I always found once I tried to bring it into a mix, the thing would just like slip through the cracks of the mix. And so then I was noticing that there's this new Model D out, and I thought, well, maybe that has more of those like original Moog, like wild oscillators. And so um, I, I worked out with um, my friends at Noisebug, this uh, great store in, um, in Pomona, the very east side of LA. And I started playing the Model D, and I was like, oh, huh. After about like two minutes of messing with it, I look over the top of the synth, and I see these gorgeous Buchla modules sitting on this table. And I'm just like, hey, Blake, can we, can we go play with those? <laughs> so we went over and, like, and they had like a, a beautiful easel clone, which I still want. And then, you know, the 200 series there. And it's, they were recreations of the original made by All Tone Sound Systems and this genius named Terry. 
I've talked to him extensively about all of the R&D that he went into making sure that these modules sound like as wonderful as the originals. And, um, and even if they don't, they sound so good that they, they make you, you know, want to sell anything to get it. So yeah, we started playing with them there and, and um, I was like, there's no way that I'm leaving the store without the 259 because that the thing is the best module I've ever heard. So, um, you know, I wrapped it up and took it home and, and, uh, and then integrated it into my system. But one thing that I, I did do there is I also bought these two conversion modules that were made by the current version of, of Buchla, the BEMI. Um, they made some, some pretty nice uh, just converter signals so that you can take the signals from a Euro rack and convert them to the banana signals that you would need to run into the oscillator, which I keep in a boat next to the Euro rack. So now I've got all these killer utilities that are inside of the Euro rack that I can use to process the Buchla module itself. And a lot of the utilities I have are inspired by Buchla. And so it's kind of like, a I don't know, like just this crazy Franken Buchla. <laughs> you know, when you put, when you put that mod, the uh, 259 at the heart of it. And so um, that's how I created uh, the patch that we're going to talk about today was by using all the Euro utilities that I have, but having the 259 as the sound source. It's the Juno 6 which is a, it's a beautiful moment in the progression of the Roland synthesizer where they're using what they call a DCO, but it's very mildly controlled digitally. And there's still a whole lot of analog pitch manipulation that's happening, happening every time that you touch the keys. And so that's why it sounds very different from, say, some of the other Jupiters that get much more digital as they go. Um, this one is like this common. It's kind of wild in the in the way that the that the original Moogs are wild. Like, but this one has a tighter control over the pitch, so it's it's very reliable pitch wise. But there's this gorgeous analog timbre that comes out of it, and it's actually one of my my favorite synths. And I think the reason is because of the way that they've ingeniously made one oscillator sound like three and they're envelopes. They're the most beautiful, snappy, liquid envelopes that I've ever come across. Because one of my favorite ways to make a synth voice, especially one that has kind of a tight note on it, is to you know, put the filter almost all the way down, the cutoff almost all the way down, and then just open it with the filter envelope itself. Um, that's just one of my favorite synth sounds. And so when if that's the kind of sound you like to make, then you're gonna be in love with the Roland, especially these early envelopes and the way that they, they deal with the, the hybrid analog digital oscillators that are in them. I've always loved that synth. And then one day I said, well, and I'm not gonna have to love it from a distance anymore. And, uh, and I just found one used online. She's been with me ever since. If you would like to find out any more about me, then you can always go to my website, which will link out to all the various places where I have music, whether it's Bandcamp or Spotify or Instagram, Facebook, all of those places. But my website, justinmelland.com, is a great place to start if you want to know more about me. 
A big thank you to Justin Mellon for reconstructing the track On The Run from Darknet on Showtime using the Buchla and Roland uh, Juno 6. Stay tuned to Ask Audio and our Synth Stories episodes, whether you're on SoundCloud or on iTunes, you can get the podcast there. And uh, check out the Ask Audio Academy if you're interested in learning more about uh, music production, audio production, using hardware synths or software, we've got you covered there. Thank you for listening.